0: Alright. Everyone feeling good? It got, I feel like we went to retreat and then we came back and then it just became really cold all of a sudden. It's kind of hot in here though, huh? But, uh, alright. I'm gonna, I have the pleasure of introducing our guest speaker. And so her name is Pastor Hannah Chong and she currently serves as our intern pastor for our New Philly Shilim campus. She's from Sydney, Australia. So I apologize if you don't understand anything she says. Just, uh, just be like, excuse me. Say, what do you say, sorry, pardon, pardon, pardon. But, uh, yeah, she, pardon, whatever, siebs. Uh, but, yeah, we're excited to have her preach. It's her first time preaching at Emmaus, period. And so let's give her a warm welcome, Pastor Hannah Chong. Hello, everyone. I'm really excited to be here tonight. Yes, this is my Australian accent. I hope you guys can understand me so far. I'm really excited to be here tonight uh, just to share a word with you guys. It's my first time visiting Emmaus ever, Um, so I guess I have the privilege of coming to Yonsei out of all of the campuses. (laughs) Uh, But let's start off tonight by greeting uh, the person next to us and say, are you ready to hear the word of God tonight? Let's ask them that question. Awesome. Are you really ready to hear the word of God tonight? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So I heard that you guys just came back from your uh, Emmaus uh, retreat. And so I'm excited to um, yeah just preach, I guess, you know, now that you guys have come back. Um, and I'm excited to give you guys a word today. Um, so just to start off, I'm just going to uh, open us up in prayer. Um, so let's just quickly close our eyes. Father, we just thank you for your word, and we pray that you have given it to us, for you desire to speak to us through it. And Father, we come to you with open ears tonight, desiring to truly hear from you, uh, desiring to hear the voice of the Father. And so we ask that your spirit would be moving in this place. I I pray that you would be speaking through me. um, And Father, we just pray that our hearts would be softened uh, and open, and that your word would fall on fertile soil. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Fertile, fertile, I hope you guys understood that. (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to be speaking like this the whole night. (laughs) I wanted to ask you guys a question. So have you guys ever really received an awesome gift? And so, you know, most of you in here, you're in your early 20s. That means you've probably had, you know, 20-something birthdays by now. And that means you would have had many opportunities in your life up until now um, where you might have received a gift, something that you recall, something that you remember, something that was totally epic and cool and totally unexpected. Uh, I'm not sure if you received many gifts growing up, but, you know, even then still, I'm sure you know what a gift is, right? (laughs) You know, when somebody gives you a gift, you don't, you don't say to them, oh, what I need to give you, give to you in return, can I really have it? Um, it's something that you receive for free because it's an expression of somebody's love to you. So, for example, on my 20th birthday, I was gifted my first ever DSLR camera. And if you know me personally, other than ministry, other than um, people, other than preaching the word of God, uh, my passion is photography. And so when I first received that gift, it's not like I was, you know, to my parents who gave it to me. Or, how much was this? You know, what do I need to give back to you? Can I really have it? Like, is this really for me? Is it really for free? What do I need to do? You know, can I really have it? Can I? Of course not. It makes absolutely no sense. If somebody gives you a gift, you just receive it. It's for free. Because it's their expression of love to you, right? right? It makes absolutely no sense whatsoever to reject that gift or to think that you have to give something in return. So, obviously, my immediate reaction was to tear open the box, to open the contents, and You know, just to be overwhelmed with gratitude and thanks. There were no questions asked. There were no strings attached. And that's what a gift is, right? So how precious are gifts, you know? How precious is it that we can show our love to each other in this way? Um, And that it's a token of appreciation that people show to us with people that we we share a relationship with. And so I want you guys to uh, open up uh, your Bibles tonight if you have it with you. Or your smartphones, <laughs> and we are going to turn to Ephesians chapter two, and we're going to look at verses eight to ten. If you're also taking notes tonight, uh, the name of the title of tonight's sermon is the gift of God, so you guys can jot that down too. I hope you guys can understand me so far. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> Uh, so if we look at Ephesians two, uh, eight to 10, so I'm going to read it in the ESV. It says for grace, for by grace, you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is a gift of God, not a result of works so that no one may boast for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Amen. Now, I also want to read the same pes- passage again, but I'm going to read it in the message version. I don't know if you guys have heard of that version. Um, basically, it's just like a quick paraphrase of the original Bible. Um, I wouldn't recommend to read this um, version just on its own, but it's usually good to read it side by side by you know, to the ESV or NIV or whatever other version you read, um, just to kind of get like a quick summary or understanding. And so in the message version, it says, saving is all his idea and all his work. All we do is trust him enough to let him do it. It's God's gift from start to finish. We don't play the major role. If we did, we'd probably go around bragging that we'd done the whole thing. No, we neither make nor save ourselves. God does both the making and saving. He creates each of us by Christ Jesus to join him in the work he does, the good work he has gotten ready for us to do, work we had better be doing. Amen. Okay, so I started off tonight's message by sharing this whole idea about gifts. So I want to ask you guys another question. Do you know what the gift of God is to you in your own life and have you fully accepted it? Let me ask that same question again. Do you know what the gift of God, do you really know what the gift of God is to you and have you fully accepted it in uh, your own life? And so um, I've... I was talking to Sarah so your awesome campus director, and I was just asking her um, just to give me like a general idea of, you know, you guys and, you know, where you guys are at in your faith. And I've heard that most of you guys have been going to church for some time now. And so if you are Christian, I guess, you know, for most of you, the answer to this question would be yes. Um, and so even though your answer is yes, I want to go a little bit further and I want to I challenge you guys tonight. And I want to ask, even if you've received this gift, just as I asked earlier, do you really know what it is? And do you really know what this means for you in your own life? Do you really know what it means for you as a Christian? Do you really know uh, how much God loved you to really give this to you for free? And so I really want to just unpack the passage that I just read. And I want to explore with you guys, with you all tonight in here, what, what the gift of God is. And so, beginning from verse 8, uh, let's just have a look at what it says again. I'm going to go back. It says, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this not from yourselves, it is the gift of God. So, directly here, it answers the first part of the question I asked you guys. Um, it says, It's by grace you have been saved through faith, and that's the very gift of God. It's not from ourselves. And so the gift of God is is his grace and its salvation. And all we have to do uh, to receive it is have faith in him. And all we have to do is have faith to receive this gift. We we just have to trust that it's for free and that he's really given it to us by this whole idea of grace. And so saving is yeah I mean, going to the message translation, I'm going to read that as well. It says, saving is all his idea and all his work. All we do is trust him enough to let him do it. It's God's gift from start to finish. And so again, here it says, saving is God's gift from start to finish, from the day that we're saved till the end. And all we have to do is simply trust. And all we simply have to do is just place faith in him. And it, all it requires is just to say, yes, God, I believe that this gift that you're giving to me is for free and that I don't have to do anything. So the precious gift of God then is, you know, it's salvation. It, it, it's, it's grace. It's unmerited favor. It's something that's been given to us without us having to earn it. And by, I guess, the most simplest, I guess in, to most simply define it, grace is defined as something that's just given to us uh, without us having to work for it. Uh, I wanted to go to the next verse. In verse 8, it says, Not as a result of work, so that no one may boast. And then this kind of uh, emphasizes the point that I was just trying to hone in on earlier. It's it's not as a result of work, so that no one may boast. We don't receive this gift of God, um, this gift of salvation, this gift of grace, um, by our own works. But as I said earlier, it's it says... Yeah, it's, it's through faith. It's just through trusting in him. And so all we simply have to do is, is, is say yes. Yeah, and in the message translation, it says, we don't play the major role. If we did, we'd probably go around bragging that we'd done the whole thing. No, we neither make nor save ourselves. God does both the making and saving. And so there's no strings attached. There's no questions asked. There's nothing that we need to do. I'm going to go to verse 10. Um, and verse 10 it says, "For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them." And again, looking at the message translation, it says, "He created each of us. He creates each of us by Christ Jesus to join him in the work he does. The good work he has gotten ready for us to do. Work we had better be doing." So this is the part that I really want to, I guess, focus on tonight as well. Um, God is the one who has prepared every good work for us um, in advance. And it ultimately comes from what I talked about earlier, which is the free gift of salvation, which which has been given to us by grace. And so it's not a one-time process. It's not something that you just receive at the moment of salvation and then that's it but it's something that we have to understand again and again. We really have to understand that it's a gift and that it's given to us for us to know that it also includes us living out in the good works that He has prepared for us. It's not us who tries to earn after that salvation. It's not us trying to become that better person. Um, And so... It's ultimately grace. And this is gift. Grace is, you know, the very thing that secures our relationship with God and not only our salvation, but, you know, not only our salvation as in the moment we give our lives to Christ, but grace is the very thing that secures our ability to live out God's commands in our lives and um, to really live out that Christian walk. And so... I guess to answer tonight's question, again, just going back to what I asked earlier. So the gift of God is salvation, and it's not earned through our own works, as I I mentioned earlier. It's given to us by grace, so that we won't boast or brag, just as it says in the message translation. All we have to do is faith, and all we have to do is trust and simply just believe. And it's a constant process of understanding that again and again. God's gift has been given to me for free. So I don't have to do anything. I don't have to do anything at all to become that, you know, leader in the church or to become, you know, that really mature Christian that I aspire to become. Um, It's not on our own and it's not uh, through our own efforts. It's not through our own strength. But it comes from grace and it's from that place that he enables us to walk out the life that he has called us to live. How good is that? How liberating is that truth? How freeing is it and that's the gospel um, so you know the question that I asked earlier to go back to it again was, do you know the gift of God in your life, and have you fully accepted this truth into your life? Have you fully accepted it? and as I mentioned earlier as well, if you 're christian most of for most of you, your answer will already be yes but if you've truly received it, and if you truly know it, then why do you sometimes still live as though, why do we sometimes, even me, you know, we all struggle, why do we sometimes live as though we're not worthy enough to receive this gift? Why do we still sometimes, you know, hesitate? Why do we still sometimes we feel like we're not worthy enough? Why do we still, you know, struggle um, in understanding, you know, that God has really given to us grace and salvation why do we, you know, keep on trying to strive and, and 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 earn our way to His grace? It's because we precisely, truly, do not fully know that it's a gift. You know, what I had said earlier tonight was, if you if somebody gives you a gift, you're not going to be like oh, sure, receive it. Oh, what do I need to do in return? Oh, like I need to pay them back. You know, it's just like, oh, thank you. You receive it. You know, you receive it with open arms and you understand that it's a gesture of love, um, that's being shown to you. And so if you constantly remind yourselves of this truth again and time and time again, you're going to be able to overcome, you know, just every struggle, every hurdle, um, every obstacle, um, You know, that comes because, you know, life isn't easy and, you know, we we constantly face many hardships and and, and struggles. And so our responsibility is to daily remind ourselves of it. And if you really do truly understand uh, the implications of God's grace for you and what that means in your life, let me promise you, let me really, really promise you and assure you that your Christian life is going to be a billion times easier than you trying to become a good person. Because, you know, what the world says outside of the church is, is, is precisely that, you know, you know, um, prove yourself, you know, um, study hard, get good grades, um, you know, live a happy life for yourself, try and, um, prove yourself to people, you know, try and, um, own your way to success, why are we in the church if if we don 't look any different to you know, people outside of the church? The good news is that we 've we've, we've been given grace to us. He says you know, he doesn 't say he doesn 't say you have to give something to me or in turn he says don 't ask any questions and receive my gift. Receive my gift of salvation. receive my grace constantly again and again. And through it, it's going to allow you to overcome every bit of heartache, every bit of, you know, suffering, you know, pain. You know, we all face that in our lives too. You know, um, God didn't promise us an easy life, but he did promise us his grace, right? How good is that? And so there's a reason why grace is a gift, and it's because God knew that we needed it, you know. God knew that we didn't have anything good in us to give to him in return. And so he just gave it to us because he knew that we were flawed and imperfect. He knew that uh, we had a sinful nature inside of us. So what what is this whole grace and salvation? It's ultimately him giving us his son, Jesus Christ, who died for us on the cross for our sins when we deserve punishment. Because the very consequences of anything that is bad Upon the terms of a God who is infinitely and ho- holy and perfect you know, is death. But but in love, God gave us this gift because, as I was saying, it's it's an expression of, of love. And Jesus was the one who took that death. And so it's grace. It's really grace that's meant to set us on this traje- trajectory towards freedom. You know, you just came back from your retreat and the theme was... Um, Freedom to be, right? And I'm sure you guys all received, you know, great teaching. You you know, some of you guys received breakthrough. um, And you guys received amazing things at this retreat. But how are you going to continue living that out and walking it out? And it's not just after this retreat, but just for the rest of your Christian life. How are we called to live a lifestyle, you know, of freedom? How are we called to live a life that he has called us to live and he doesn't say, hey, I'm going to give you like a million hard things to you in your own life and you just have to sort it out on your own. But he says, hey, I promised you grace. And I promise you and I assure you that it is this grace that's going to enable you to become the person that I've called you to become. And God, guys, this isn't just some kind of like fancy idea or something that I've made up, but this is the very heartbeat of Christianity. It's the very message of Christianity, and we so easily forget it. Even me, I forget it all the time, you know. I'm just like, oh, yeah, I've got it all figured out. I'm, I'm fine, you know, I'm living a good life. And then something difficult happens, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I don't have this. I definitely don't have this altogether. And God definitely humbles us time and time again. And so what's holding you back from receiving this truth in your life? Is it because you think that you're not good enough and worthy enough and you feel like you have to do something to pay him back in return? Or alternatively, on the on the flip side, is it that you're too prideful and you think that you're so mature in your faith and you have everything that you need um, and that you have all the abilities, you know, and that you have the strength to just live it and walk it out on your own? And so ask yourself, you know, have I have I been living out my Christian life in the way that I'm meant to? Um, have I just been, has this all just been like, a, you know, a fairy tale or just my own idea? Have I just been going to church just trying to work my way to become a good leader so that people can see me and that, you know, I can be accepted or so that I can just become a better person because I want to? Um, or ha- have we been understanding that we are flawed people but God, loved us and gave us his gift and he saved us and he's continuing to, you know, mature us. He's continuing to set us uh, free. He's continuing to um, walk with us. Um, And so ask ask yourself that question. Um, And so I guess, you know, now comes the question. Okay, so Grace... It sounds great, but what does it really mean to live it out? You know, <laughs> you know, like it's a great idea. It's, it sounds great, but you know, what what do I do to to live out this truth? Um, because as Christians, we're meant to be practical people as well, right? Um, and so, I'm just going to take us to a couple of points. And so, if you're taking notes, the first point is. Receive salvation through the gospel. (laughs) And if you're Christian, then this already applies to you. You've received Christ, you've received his gift of grace. Um, You know, you profess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you're in a church community, um, and you understand what this means to you. You understand that. You know, I'm I'm only here not because I've done something great but because God loved me and he's the one who has brought me to this place um, through Jesus and he's the one who has made a way. And so to really uh, live our grace, we have to receive it first. We have to be vessels of his grace first. I don't know if all of you guys are Christian in here but, you know, if you're not and if you're still, you know, asking yourself that question, you know, is this for me? You know, ask yourself, uh, I guess ask yourself further as well do I, do I want to receive grace? You know, do I, do I want to know what this means to me? Do I really know what this means to me? And so, the first step is to receive salvation through the gospel. And then, point two is exercise grace to yourself. The first step is to receive salvation through the gospel. It's to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. It's to receive his grace. Um, But then to live that out, we have to exercise it, right? And I think it starts from showing it to ourselves first, by really showing grace to ourselves first. I mean, I I for one can definitely say that I struggle with this too. I can be really hard on myself sometimes. I can be a perfectionist. I don't know if any of you guys can relate, but (laughs) I feel like some of you guys, you know, are agreeing with me here. But if we really understand that gift, going back to what I was saying earlier, if we really understand, hey, God gave me his son who died for me. He gave his son who died for me. He, He gave, Jesus gave me his own life and we disregard that, you know, but, you know, whenever you're struggling, or whenever you feel like you're a failure, or whenever you feel like you're not good enough, or you're not worthy enough, or you're too broken, God says, remember, remember this gift, remember that all you have to do is receive, you know, why is it that when we receive gifts from people, we're like, yeah, you know, thank you so much, you know, I love you, but when when it comes to God, it's like, oh, I'm not too sure. Like, I feel like I need to fix this in my life. I need to, you know, do A, B, C, and then then maybe I can receive it. But no, he says, just take it. It's a gift. You don't have to do anything. And so exercise grace to yourself. You know, um, if you're Christian and I guess... So I think sometimes we have this idea as well. Oh, you know, I've, I believed in Jesus for, I don't know, six, seven years. or I've been Christian my whole life, but I still struggle with this. That must mean I'm not good enough. But the fact of the matter is until the day that we see Jesus face to face, we're never going to be made perfect. And even me, you know, I'm preaching up here, whatever, you know, I'm, I'm meant to be a leader in the church. But I, let me tell you guys, I struggle you know, your campus director, Sarah, she, she struggles, you know. All your,
1: <laughs> no way, right?
0: And your all your other leaders, they, sh- they struggle in here too. Um, <laughs> but the reason why we can keep living this Christian life isn't because, you know, we're, we're perfect people, but because it's precisely the opposite to that, which is, you know, we're, we're, we're not perfect people, but we're being sanctified, which means we're being made to look more and more like Jesus we're growing and we're maturing but it's a process, and in that process we have to show ourselves grace to so show yourself some grace <laughs> to really have if you're Christian and if you really received salvation through the gospel if you you know if you say that I, I've received this gift of God then it, it, it means you're, you have to constantly receive it again and again it's not a salvation isn't a one time process it's not oh yeah I'm Christian and that's it but it's Oh, no, God loves me and he wants to pour out his grace. Uh, and last point, point three, exercise grace to others. And so <laughs> the last way to live out grace is to not only have received it yourself in your own life and understand what it means, um, it's not to only show it to yourself by exercising grace to yourself, but it's also uh, extending that same grace to others. And so we're called to ultimately love one another, and we're all we're ultimately called to uh, be vessels of His grace by by displaying it to one another. And You know, people are going to wrong us in our lives. It's going to happen time and time again. Um, Even when we forgive someone once, it might require a process of forgiveness again. You know, there's going to be new people who come into your life. But again, um, we're not perfect people, right? We are Christians and we are maturing and that is a hope we have. But until the day that we see Jesus face to face, we're not 100% there yet. And so once we un- understand this paradigm and once we understand, hey, I'm not perfect just as that person isn't, and God is the one who showed his grace to me first, even though I have hurt him probably as much as I feel like other people have hurt me, when we really truly understand that, when we, when we have that revelation, when, when, when that, enters, that truth enters into our hearts, it enables us. It's a supernatural experience, you know, for us to be like, hey, I forgive you. Uh, hey, I I, I forgive you. Yeah. Hey, I'm not perfect. But I'm not. Hey, I forgive you. And so I feel like we use this word in the church a lot, grace. Oh, yeah, there's grace. There's, you know, grace for this, grace for that especially if you've been in the church for a while now, I'm sure you've used it multiple times. But I feel like we forget the weight of what it means. And I feel like we forget what it truly means to us. It's a gift. It's not earned. It's a gift of God. And just as when somebody gives you a present, somebody gives you, you know, some awesome you know, token of appreciation to you, 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 just, you just take it. You know, there's no questions asked and so you know now all of you having returned back from the retreat as i was saying you know it's not just it's this isn't something that you just apply right after the retreat but you know it's it's a lifelong journey of how we're meant to um live out our christian life so i'm not sharing this message with you guys, with you all tonight just as a way to be like hey this is an antidote to not experience the post retreat low <laughs> because I'm sure that some of you guys might be thinking about that. But I'm sharing this with you guys tonight because it's a lifelong journey. Yeah, and I don't know, guys, it blows my mind how amazing, how amazing is God that he he would give us this gift and that he doesn't ask any questions and he tells us to just take it and that, from that place, he forgives us, he renews us, he gives us new identity, and he calls us children of God, he calls us sons of God. He gives us full access to his inheritance. We ha- you know, he gives us everything that we need in order to live our Christian lives. Um, he forgives us time and time again, even if we make the same mistake again, even if we mess up. And that is meant to set you free. That's that's the ultimate way to freedom. And I feel like I can just talk about this, you know, <laughs> for like a, another whole hour because that's how amazing it is. Um, and we can't undermine it. And so receive salvation through the gospel. Understand who you are as somebody who calls yourself a Christian. If you're not a Christian and you're, you know, you're, Wondering whether you want to become one, you know, this is, this is God's gift to you and this is what God extends to you. He, he, wants to, he wants to show you his mercy and he wants to show you his love and he wants to give you new identity and set you free. Exercise grace to yourself and then exercise grace to others. And so I'm just going to invite uh, the praise team up.